Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. The Warriors lost last night, and the Warriors, I, I bought into it too, Alan. The way they played at home, they won without Steph, and above all, they were playing defense. I thought, this is it. Proverbial corner. If they haven't turned it, they've at least gotten there. And then the last two games, especially last night, they didn't play any defense! No, no. None! There were some bad, I mean... When they go back and they look at the film, there were some bad non-rotations that happened, Whitey. Just, it, it was as if they never played together. Some, some, some of the possessions where somebody doesn't roll over, and I know Jordan Poole gets a lot of flack, but it was a team effort. Now, Jordan Poole did not help himself, but it was a team effort and how bad it looked defensively. I don't know if this is fair. I intend to ask Steve Kerr about this, and it's the type of question where he's probably going to just, you know, kind of diplomatically... You know, dismiss it, but to me, the last two games, Jordan Poole coming off the bench, he doesn't look like he's playing as hard to me. Now, that's hard mm. to say when you're sitting there at home whether a guy's playing hard or not, but he just doesn't look like he's playing with much intensity the last two games. Plus, as you, I know you were looking up some numbers. Oh, I got you and your stats. He ain't shooting the ball real well, Alan. So the last, what is this? One, two, three, four, five, six. The last seven games, Jordan Poole is shooting. 25% from three. Now, that's great. I know the baseball season is about to start. 250 nowadays, that's great as a batting average. But as a three-point percentage, that's not great, Whitey. Specifically, when you're shooting nearly nine threes a game, shooting 8.7 threes a game. That's not going to do it. And yesterday, I know it was later in the game. It might have been the fourth quarter where Jordan Poole just continued to clank wide open threes. Wide open threes, Whitey. Mm-hmm. One for seven beyond the arc. I saw a note today on Twitter. I think it was Steve Berman, Bay Area sports guy, pointed out that Draymond's actually shooting the three ball better than Jordan Poole. That's bad. Yeah. I mean, good for Draymond. He's brought it up a little bit. For him, he's having a good year, but there's no way uh, Jordan Poole should be lagging behind Draymond Green. We all talk about rim protection, rim protection, rim protection. They need rim protection. team needs... He's a good rim protector. Sometimes I think that... We, we get lost in the idea that, you know, it's like soccer and you can have a goalie back there. He's going to, you stay there and protect the rim. It doesn't work that way. But you know who the best rim protectors are in my mm. book, Alan? Who? It's the guards and the wings that keep the ball out of the freaking paint in the first place. Yeah. And the Warriors had none of that last no. night. No. It was like, right this way, Mr. Shea Gildas Alexander. Yeah, right. It roll out the red carpet right to the rim. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Would, you, would, you like, would you like some tea on your <laughs> yes, way in? Yes, yes. Well, Dante DiVincenzo and, you know, you know me, Whitey, I'm on Twitter a lot. And somebody said, hey, you, 
I can't believe you're counting this team out when they're not even healthy. And I said, I mean, look, man. That's a fair point. Look at what we've seen. I mean, we've seen a pretty large sample size here. And they responded saying, well, you don't have Andrew Wiggins and you don't have, obviously, GP2. My answer to that is, I don't don't necessarily disagree with you, but I cannot, if we're going to have a conversation, I just have to talk about who's currently playing. I can't live in a world where GP2 and Andrew Wiggins comes back right before the playoffs. Because it doesn't look like that's the case, Whitey. I don't know when GP2 is coming back, and I have no clue when Andrew Wiggins is coming back. So, yes, would the defense look much better with those two guys on the court? It would. But until they're actually on the court, mm-hmm. then I don't know what we're talking about. We have to deal with who's playing. And the people playing right now, the players playing right now, besides Dante DiVincenzo that are guarding at the guard position, I know Steph has improved a lot, but he's still coming back from injury. Those guys have not stepped it up. No, they haven't. But it is fair if you're looking for reasons to be hopeful, if not outright optimistic. The Warriors' biggest problem has been at the defensive end. Mm-hmm. Like last night. they uh, What's the word? There's like a term for it. They stunk. Yes. Last night. That's a they term, did. I think. Yeah. Yeah, a yeah. scientific yeah. term as well. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, if you get GP2 back, huge if... What does he do best? He defends well. Wiggins was a good defender. So I could see how, yeah, that they are what they are right now. Their record is what they, that's, you are what your record says you are and all that. Yeah. But if you get those guys back and if they improve you defensively, then it's reasonable to think maybe they start to defend better on the road. But the whole home road thing, too, that's like, uh, you just, there's so much with this team where you got to figure out that there's more than meets the eye to a lot of this stuff. It, could, it does make sense. It could be. It could be mental, and we talked about Moses Moody in the first segment and how when you have a short leash, sometimes that's tough. But it could be mental as well. I think that at this point, the Warriors know that they stink on the road, and because they know they stink on the road, they play like it. It's weird, right? I mean, you would think with the guys that they have, three Hall of Famers, Steve Kerr, a Hall of Fame coach, you would think somebody could get in there and say, hey— we got to figure this out. I'm not saying these conversations aren't happening, but something's not translating because there's no way that you should be losing. And I think you made a good point, Whitey. L.A., things get weird. I think last weekend, wasn't it Draymond's birthday? So you're in L.A., Draymond's kicking it with LeBron, I'm sure. You kind of saw what happened in L.A. happening. You would have hoped they could have overcome it. Didn't happen. But this one right here, Whitey, in, in Oklahoma City Thunder, that can't happen. Mm-hmm. That, 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 to me, is the issue. Near where we live, Alan, there is, unfortunately, there is a skunk that met its demise in, like, r- lane two. And I don't know if you've ever been anywhere near a skunk, and it's still out there. Mm-hmm. And that, I mean, stink doesn't begin to describe. Like, my dog, we'll be walking, my dog's, like, stops. I'm like, no, I, we're, not, we're not doing that. Let's go the other way. Yeah. yeah, that's the smell of the Warriors on the road this year. Dead skunk in the middle of the road, 7 and 25. It just keeps getting worse. 7 and 25. Steph addressed uh, the issues his team's having away from home. I think just the way we've played on the road, first and foremost, but the fact of how hard it is to win an NBA game on the road, I don't care what you've accomplished in the past or what talent you have or whatever. There's certain momentum swings that um, make it really even more difficult. You know, we haven't proven that we can overcome those by just raw talent. We have to continue to stay accountable to those those moments where you, you give the other team life, whether that's a turnover or a missed box out, not running back in transition, you know, those type 
type of plays that you watch the film and it's like, yeah, we can do something better. We can, those, those are things that you can control. You can't control where they make or miss shots or how hot they might get. It's just those type of plays where you just give them life and on the road, it's, it's tough. That, by the way, is my pet peeve. I used to coach a little bit, you know. Okay. It's a really good team. They were really, I coached a, a young ladies team. They were excellent. They could have won most of their games with, without a coach. But be that as it may, the one thing that drove me crazy, if you don't get back on defense, and Steph said, yeah, sometimes you don't get back, that is just, there is no excuse no. for that. Just no. run from there to there so you're standing between the other team and the basket. And that's that's one of the things Draymond did on that weird play last that, night. That was a weird play. And the other thing that, Ste- that Steph said was you can't help if teams get hot. Yeah, but you can help if they're wide open. You can't, you can't you can. help that. You're right. Sir. You can't help whether it goes in or not, yeah. but you can help if you put a hand in their face. How about mm-hmm. that? You are right. 888-957-9570. Uh, Xfinity Mobile text line, same number. Let's talk to Marvin in San Francisco on 95.7 The Game. Marvin, what is going on here with the Warriors? Hey, I got uh, about five bullet points. One, the Warriors don't have a defensive coach, and Steve Kerr can't coach defense. It's been that way since the very beginning. He's a planner. He's not a coach. Last year, we had Mike Brown on the bench. Look at the enthusiasm and the energy Sacramento plays with, and they suck on defense, too. But he had two sides of the ball to deal with up there. But anyway, him not being there, he gets in no one's face. Uh, he doesn't even he hesitates even to get technicals when he's getting terrible calls against him. So Steve, I think, is uh, a little too low energy for this team. The Warriors never come out in the first quarter, even in a game that everybody knows they have to win. They never come out with the knife in the teeth. They never come out like this game is desperation time. They have, they go down 20 points in the first quarter. How many times in a row now, even to teams that aren't really that good? Now, number two, he blew the first month of this season. We went 0-5 on the first road trip with our starters. He should have been playing these kids and giving them minutes in the beginning of the season, but he wanted to go 18-2 and again, so they had an ability to do that maybe in the middle of the season. Not doing that, we ended up as a 500 team, and we still haven't given these kids minutes. He said he was going to give Moody time on a YouTube video, and the next game he played four minutes. I don't know what Moody did, but he looks a lot better than, than Jerome in terms of how much he can contribute to what the team is doing. He's fallen in love with those guys, and I think that the bottom line is I think Kerr may be reaching the end of the line. We need to get a coach who communicates better with the players, and we need to bring – how about this one? Let's bring in Mark Jackson for as assistant defensive coach for the last 12 or 15 games of this season, and let's see if that defense doesn't improve. I'm tired of this stuff, watching these teams go down 15, 18 points in the first quarter when they should be coming out in games they know how to win. It doesn't matter what happens in the fourth quarter. If you go down 20 points in the beginning of the game, that's my take. Thank you, guys. Well, thank you, Marvin. I don't agree with a lot of what Marvin said. But do you want to, anything there you want to Well, the only thing I latch would say onto? is, yes, we've all said, okay, the Moses Moody thing has been weird. I know we spoke in the previous segment about Moses Moody being somewhat of a tweener, and I get all that. But in terms of guys and the young guys not getting playing time, I'm looking here at Kaminga just to start the season. There were some games where he did not play, but he went 13 minutes, 7 minutes, 7 minutes, 15 minutes, Couple games, he went about one, two, three, four, four games not playing, but then he had 19 minutes, 37 mm-hmm. minutes. So Kaminga was playing. We talked about this during the break because I mentioned when people started saying, well, you can't blame James Wiseman anymore. And I thought it was on that first road trip. It turns out what I was speaking of was when the Warriors started losing. That was in late November where James Wiseman was inactive for about 
seven games, something like that, seven, ten games, and the Warriors only won. They went four and six or something like that, and, and everybody's saying, well, James Wiseman wasn't a part of that. But at the beginning of the season... He played the first ten 16 games. 16 minutes, yeah. 16 yeah. minutes, 19 yeah, minutes, played. 18 minutes. So he gave the young guys chances besides Moses Moody. That's just that's just something that we're never going to figure out because he's still not playing them. And I'm also willing to bet, as much as we're sitting here huffing and puffing about Moses Moody, I'm willing to bet the record isn't much different if Moses Moody had been playing that much more. I don't agree that Moses Moody is better than Ty Jerome this year. Ty Jerome, by the way, I know he's a two-way player, but he was actually drafted four slots ahead of Jordan Poole mm -hmm. in the same draft class. Yeah. He was considered a, you know, he was a first-round pick. Um, and, and as far as the defense minded coach. I mean, Ron Adams is still there. Ron Adams is he's, uh, what would he be, an advisor? He's still around. He's a defensive mastermind. He's still there. I don't think Mike Brown going to Sacramento all of a sudden left them you know, bereft of any uh, defensive I think it probably acumen. Kenny Atkinson is yeah. a he was a head coach. He's a good coach too. I, I think it probably did affect them though. I mean, the that's only, fair. But the only but again, reason the Sacramento's defense is terrible. And I'm gonna be honest right now because people do this, and we have this revisionist history because people are upset, and I get it because the Warriors aren't playing well. Did anybody know that Mike Brown was a defensive specialist before they got smacked in Memphis because Steve Kerr was out and the offense looked terrible and they lost by about fifty? Did anybody know that Mike Brown was specifically the defensive specialist before that? Because a lot of people found out that day. Yeah. And Mike Brown saying, I mean, I focus on the defense. Now everybody latches that onto their brain and Mike Brown defense. And now the Warriors defense stinks. It also can be, it's the players that you have. Jordan Poole has not gotten better. Andrew Wiggins hasn't been on the floor. Steph Curry hasn't been on the floor. When he is on the floor, is only an average defender at best. Draymond Green, he's been okay. Kevon Looney, we know what he does. Kaminga, as much as we want to say, hey, he's ready. He's Darrell Revis. Put him on the island. He ain't there yet. He's getting there, but he ain't there yet. So sometimes, when Whitey, you know I love to eat. You know I love my shows. If my wife asked me to go make a gourmet meal and I open the fridge and I have peanut butter, carrots, and bread, how can I make a gourmet a gourmet meal with peanut butter? Anybody can do it, you can, but I don't like your chances. This is a decon yeah. yeah. You can try to pretty it up. This is a deconstructed <laughs> carrot and peanut butter sandwich, yeah. but it's still gonna taste the same. Mm-hmm. Not good either. Not, Not good. good. Uh yeah. Uh, and the Mike Brown, by the way, there was a time when he was an offensive coach. But he did a great job last year. Without question. Mark Jackson coming here. It's just, it's not the answer, Marvin. I understand your frustration. Appreciate your passion. But Mark Jackson coming here, that is that is not, that doesn't solve anything. Well, it would never happen. No. Number one. 888-957-9570. So. Tom's in Sonoma. He joins us on 95.7 The Game. Tom, you're on with Alan Styles and Whitey. What's up? Hey, guys. Thank you for listening to me. Hey, I, the problem here is not how they're playing, what they're playing. It's it's a tale of two, tale of one of the teams, which is, means that uh, one, when you play at home, you got the best record, you play the best defense, you got your fans on your side, you got you got momentum, you got something to pump you up. When you're on the road, you got to rely on each other, and there's the problem. This, these guys have never healed from the pool green punch. These guys are divided. Kerr needs to meet with these guys and heal from within. If they don't do this before the season's over, they're done. They are so dysfunctional. They don't trust each other. 
You know, there you can see resentment, Green giving up on the team. I mean, it's just you, I can go on and on. I will take your responses off here. Thank you, Tom. Thank Appreciate you. that. That's a, it's a fair point. Where are you with the punch and lingering after effects? It's too far gone now. I feel. I, I think that they've probably. I mean, there's no way. There's no way they haven't had a conversation already. So now it's just a matter of, are you going to have another conversation? And, and hey, guys, do we need to revisit this? Because I don't believe there's any way that they haven't talked about this at least twice already. Maybe I, more than that. Yeah. I think that it goes something like this. I think whatever led to the punch was, I don't think that punch necessarily started anything. I think it was a symptom of some of that disconnect and that dysfunction. So you you see where I'm going here? If mm-hmm. if that's true, then you got you got Draymond and Poole. There there's some dysfunction there. There's the punch. The dysfunction was already there. It made things worse. And then you deal with it like, hey hey, I you know I shouldn't have done that. But that doesn't make the dysfunction go away. And every time there's an issue, it seems on the court, Jordan Poole's involved in it. I'm not saying it's his fault, but Steph threw his mouthpiece. Why Jordan Poole did something? Took a didn't throw him the ball last night. We saw it. We we've seen Steve Kerr actually yelling at Jordan Poole. Lock the f in. Mm-hmm. Jordan Poole is part of the problem. He's not the cause of all these things. That wouldn't be fair. Why do you want to ship him off? Don't you? Uh, you can't now, but I sure would in the off season if wow. this doesn't turn around. Wow. If I had a chance to do that and upgrade my team, because he doesn't play basketball the way the Warriors play basketball. Wow, I can't believe that he's not. He doesn't defend. The Warriors are like defend well, share the ball, player movement, ball movement at the other end, and he's not about either one of those things. That doesn't make him a bad player. It just makes him not a very good fit for the way the Warriors play. I think there's resentment because of that. I think there's also resentment because he got paid. That's just the way it looks to me. A lot of times, it's not just the punch. Last night, another example. Something went wrong. What what was going on there? Well, it was something with Jordan Poole. You heard it here first, folks. Whitey Gleason says Jordan Poole is the same as Eric Paschal. <laughs> <laughs> Eric Paschal, does, he just wasn't good enough. But, you know, I think they resent Jordan Poole. I, w- I was talking to Guru and Steiny about this today. I poked my head in during their show, and they were talking about the young players and the veterans and the disconnect. Mm-hmm. To me, it's not the young players, it's Jordan Poole. And they said, oh, they don't, they don't like Kaminga either. I think, I think they can tolerate Kaminga, but there's something about Jordan Poole that rubs people the wrong way, and he has rubbed his teammates the wrong way. Maybe it's not his fault, but that's part of what's going on with this team. Well, when Jordan Poole gets a tech, it's normally pretty quick. I think he's got a slick mouth. I think he can say some things to get under your skin, and I think he's, he's like Lucas that way. Exactly. Yeah. And, I, and I feel like he thinks that he has arrived. He did some things in this league last season, and he helped them win a championship. Let's not get it twisted. The Warriors do not win that championship last season without Jordan Poole. And if you want to make an argument for legitimately or literally the the Celtics and that finals run, then we can argue that. But I'm saying even seeding, because Steph Curry was out. Okay, Draymond Green was out. And Jordan Poole stepped up. And yeah, I will did. say, posit- on the positive note, Jordan Poole has been asked to do a lot. I know there are a lot of young players that get asked to do a lot. Tyrese Maxey, he starts sometimes. He doesn't start sometimes. So Jordan Poole is not the only one being put in this position. But he's the only one putting, being put in this position to where somebody that's somebody that comes back is the best shooter to ever live. Did you so, think? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Did you think he should have gotten that tech last night? The T. I was curious if he said something while he handed the ball off. But I did see. I don't know if you saw this, Whitey. Back in what was it? 2020, 2021. That same ref did the same thing 
to JJ Redick in the bubble. Really? That same ref. He did the same thing and JJ Redick pushed, you know, passed him the ball and he came out and said, I saw the refs, whatever. And this is probably what they're going to say with Jordan Poole. He passed it back to the ref with excessive force, hmm. which is take take that for what you want. I don't think he did that, but you know, you you played basketball. You know, especially if you're an NBA player, I would assume, you know how to throw a bounce pass so it bounces up to a guy. And he threw it so it bounced off the guy's chin. Is that a is sure that Ted him. worthy though? Uh in the heat of the moment, the referee thought that you know, if you uh, call a foul on a guy and then he short hops you so that you just bounce ball bounce off your shin, you're gonna give him a T. But I think that also is probably Jordan Poole had been maybe giving it to that ref the whole game. And it, it had led up to it. I don't think it was the pu- the, the punch. I don't think it was the pass by <laughs> itself. But I do think, okay, this guy's been giving it to me all game. Uh-huh. And now he's throwing the ball and it's hitting me in the shins. I'm See, there, you there's up. something about him. Wouldn't you agree? And maybe it's not fair, but there's something about him. Even he rubs the officials the wrong way. Yeah, but can we really have that conversation when Draymond Green has been on this team? Well, that's, he does too. I'm just saying. I'll give yeah. you this. For everybody that is upset with Jordan Poole, can we just at least have this conversation that Jordan Poole is a little bit of a result of what he has learned from the other players on the team? That could be. That's interesting. And maybe Steve Kerr hasn't figured out how to handle it because where does his heat checks come from? Steph Curry. Well, last year, Jordan Poole was making some mm. heat checks. I'm just saying, but I'm yeah. just saying, I'm just saying. Uh-huh. He's taking some heat checks. Mm. He's taking, you know, he makes a half court shot. We all loved it during the finals. Clay Thompson taking heat checks. And hey, well, Steph's not in. Clay's not in. I got to be that guy. That's number one. Number two, chirping at the refs. Well, Draymond chirps at the refs. It's hard to say, well, they can do that because they're Hall of Famers, but you can't. It's easy for us to do that. It's hard for Steve Kerr to do that. So I would say, is Jordan Poole a product of his environment? Just a little bit. Why? Why? If you have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st.
Toyota, let's go places.